Section 63 of Slave Narratives A Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Read by Jerome Ware Slave Narratives a Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves Volume 11 North Carolina Narratives Part 1 By Various Section 63 Addie Gill, Ex-Slave Story An Interview with Addie Gill, 1614 B Street, Lincoln Park, Raleigh, North Carolina I am 74 years of age. I was born a slave January 6, 1863, on a plantation near Mulberney, Wake County, owned by Major Wilder, who owned my father's time. His wife was named Sarah Wilder. I don't know anything about slavery except what was told me by my father and mother, but I do know that if it had not been for what the Southern white folks had done for us niggers, We'd have perished to death. The North turned us out without anything to make a living with. My father was David Gill, and my mother was Emily Gill. My father was a blacksmith, and he moved from place to place where they hired his time. That's why I was born on Major Wilder's place. Master Gill, who owned us, hired father to Major Wilder, and mother moved with him. For a long time after the war, nine years, we stayed on with Major Wilder, the place we was when they set us free. Mr. Wilder had a large plantation and owned a large number of slaves before the surrender. I only remember as 14 of the ones I know belonged to him. Mr. Wilder was a mighty good man. We had plenty to eat and plenty work to do. There were seven in the Major's family. Three boys, two girls, he and his wife. His voice was named Sam, Will, and Crockett. The girls was named Florence and Flora. They're all dead, every one of them, the whole set. I don't know nary one of them that's living. If they was living, I could go to them and get a meal any time. Yes, sir, any time, day or night. I farmed for a long time for myself after I was free from my father at 21 years of age. Then, about 12 years ago, I come to Raleigh and got a job as a butler at St. Augustine Episcopal College for Colored. I worked there eight years, was taken sick while working there, and has been unable to work much since. That was four years ago. Since then... Sometimes I ain't able to get up out in my chair when I is sitting down. I tells you, mister, when a nigger leaves the farm and comes to town to live, he sure is taking a mighty big chance with the wolf. He is just a risking perishing. That's what he is a doing. I married 45 years ago this past November. I was married on the second Thursday night in November to Millie Ruffin of Wake County, North Carolina. 
We had 11 children, six boys and five gals. Four of the boys and one of the gals is living now. Some of my children's went north, but they didn't stay there but two months. The one that went north was Sam. That was the oldest one. He took a notion to marry, so he went up to Pennsylvania and worked. Just as soon as he got enough money to marry on, he come back and got married. He never went back north no more. Mother belonged to Sam Crenshaw before she was bought by Master Gill. Her missus, when she was a girl growing up, was Mrs. Louise Crenshaw. The missus done the whooping on Mr. Crenshaw's plantation, and she was mighty rough at times. She whooped mother and cut her back to pieces so bad that the scars was on her when she died. Father died in Raleigh, and mother died out on Miss Annie Ball's farm, about seven miles from Raleigh. Mother and father was living there when mother died. Father then come to Raleigh and died here. I can't read and write, but all my children can read and write. Mother and father could not read or write. I ain't had no chance. I had no learning. I had to depend on white folks I farmed with to look after my business. Some of them cheated me out of what I made. I am telling you the truth about some of the landlords. They got mighty nigh all I made. Mr. Richard Taylor, who owned the farm near Raleigh, where I stayed two years, was one of them. He charged the same thing three times, and I had to pay it. I stayed two years and made nothing. This is the truth from my heart, from here to glory. I remember paying for a middling of meat twice. Some of the white folks looked out for me and prospered. Mr. Dave Falk was one of them. I stayed with him six years and I prospered. Mr. John Bushnell was a man who took up no time with niggers. I rented from him a long time. He furnished a nigger cash to run his crap on. The nigger made the crap, sold it, and carried him his part. He figured about what he should have and the nigger paid in cash. He was a mighty good man to his nigger tenants. I never owned a farm. I never owned horses or mules to farm with. I worked a landlord's stock and farmed his land on shares. Farming has been my happiest life. And I wish as I was able to farm again because I am happiest when on the farm. I had a quiet home wedding and I was married by a white magistrate. I got up one night and I was married at one o'clock. After the wedding, she went back home with me. We have had our ups and downs in life. Sometimes the living has been mighty hard, but there has never been a time since I've been free when I could not get a handout from the white folks' backyard. End of section 63. Read by Jerome Ware. San Diego, July 9th, 2022.